Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel, and here we learn about plants, how to care for them, how they work, and I keep it simple and taught in a way that anyone from beginner to expert can enjoy. Join me in Plant School. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Today, we're going to be doing something slightly different. I did an interview with one of my friends who has a podcast, and she's a podcast all about supporting childhood. So I went on to her podcast. It's called the Speckled Bees Podcast. Really incredible if you want to check it out, if you have kids or grandkids. And I was on to talk about the benefits of gardening and having plants in the home with kids. And one of the hosts that I spoke with, Lucy, she said that I was welcome to use the audio from her episode and post it over here. So I wanted to give a huge shout out to her and a big thank you for letting me be on her podcast. I'm going to play that interview for you guys today. And again, if you're interested in learning more, Lucy and Spencer, they talk about all things childhood. They just recently had an episode about sun health and kids, just so many things that are so helpful to parents or those that are around kids a lot. So Without further ado, here is the Speckled Bees podcast episode with me on it talking about the benefits of gardening with children. Welcome to the Speckled Bees, a celebration of childhood. This is a podcast where we talk about all things child development and education related. I'm Lucy Ritter, and my podcast co-host is Spencer Hyde, and we talk about things that really spark our interest, really make us passionate in the field of child development and parenthood. I am super excited about this interview this week. So this is Rachel Tenney from the Plant School podcast and Tenney Plants on Instagram. Are you other places? Yeah, I do have a YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's just kind of plant information on there as well. And I do have a blog, tennyplants.com. That one is probably where I spend my least amount of time. So you can catch me most on my Tinny Plants YouTube channel, Tinny Plants Instagram, or my podcast, Plant School Podcast. That's like us with TikTok. We have a TikTok. Nobody message us on our TikTok ever. <laughs> you will never get a response ever. Um, <laughs> but okay. Um, I was telling Rachel this story and I just will share this with everyone. When I was telling Spencer that I was going to record an interview with Rachel. I totally told her, I was like, I'm going to have my friend on and we're going to talk. And then I had a hard stop and realized that I've never actually talked to Rachel in real life before. So, uh, (laughs) you know what? Instagram friendship. It's real. real It really is. And we've been friends on there for a little while. And like you went to school with my best friend's sister. So that's what actually like connected us. And so you know, I knew you were a real person at least. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm so excited. I have learned so much from your podcast and your Instagram. It coincided really well, like around when you started, when I discovered your podcast, we had just moved into, this is the first time that we have lived above ground. And so we actually have light. And so we actually have plants that survive and it's really exciting. So, um, yeah, you have, I have you to thank for, most of the plants that are alive and we won't talk about the 
area of my <laughs> house where kill. I keep all my dead ones. <laughs> I pretend they're going to come back alive. So, but, okay. So, um, this is a childhood podcast and you are a mom. So start introducing yourself. Definitely tell us about your, your family, your children. Yeah. So I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, so they definitely keep me busy. We quickly learn. (laughs) And they're both boys. So like they're, they're best buds now, which I love and each other's worst enemies as well, Uh you know, Uh but yeah, (laughs) after them, we kind of learned real quick, you know, maybe we should space them out just a tiny bit more. That was a little much, but no, we really love having them around. They're so much fun. And yeah, we're kind of just chilling here in Utah. My husband and I, he works from home. So we're kind of just like waiting to feel where we should move. Housing, as everyone knows, is crazy. So we're the world is kind of not the world. The U.S. is open to us. And so, yeah, well, right now fun we're too, a fun adventure going over. I know, right? <laughs> gardening's on my mind though, when it comes to where to move, I'm like, Ooh, the Midwest, you can garden a lot there, like much better than out here in the more Western deserty parts of the United States. Well, yeah. And you like your ferns. And so you should probably come farther over, come uh, join us on the East coast. Yeah. They won't look so scraggly. Yeah. The fern on my porch sure does though. Oh no. Darn it. Yeah. But that could just be me. So <laughs> maybe it gets too much sun. Yeah. I've never had one on my porch. So you are better at this than I am. <laughs> well, I'll figure it out. I'm sure one day, one day we'll keep that alive. But, but yeah. So you should come farther over this way. <laughs> yeah. We're thinking about it. More we humidity are. keeps your hand, uh, plants alive a little bit better. Yeah. Also makes your hair frizzy, but maybe it's worth it for the plants. It does make your hair frizzy. Where are you guys at right now? We're in Virginia. Okay. Okay. That's very fun. We've looked as far as like North Carolina and that's the closest oh. we've looked to Virginia. So we love North Carolina. John's family is in North Carolina and we love North Carolina. That's good to hear. Mm -hmm. It's good to hear. And yeah, long planting season because Mm -hmm. it never snows really. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Are you from Utah? Yeah, I grew up in St. George. Oh, okay. So real hot and deserty. Yeah. Not much. Yeah. So can I call you a plant scientist? Are you a plant scientist? Is that like you? If you want, you can say botanist. That's botanist. fine. I call myself a botanist all the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because I first wrote that and then I was like, well, her degree is in plant science. So maybe she's a plants. Like maybe that is a less, like, yeah. I don't know. Botanist just sounds very, very formal. I yeah. Know. I guess it is there, does. are there, are there like qualifications to be a botanist? That is a great question. I actually don't know. I assume if you have like a degree in the plant science field, you can just like claim it, but okay. I don't know. Well, you're a botanist yeah. then. Okay. So <laughs> what led you to become a botanist? Yeah. So when I started college, I wanted to go into animal science. I thought I was going to be a vet. Yeah. And then we started to dissect things in my college (laughs) courses. And I was like, you know what? I don't know about this. They're kind of smelly. 
and I'm like not very good with like these guts and yeah, it just wasn't my thing. And then we started studying plants and cutting those open and it was so much fun. I loved it. And I quickly realized I wanted to change my degree. I switched to forestry and then I switched schools when I got married to my husband. And so they offered a few plant degrees at my school and I chose landscape management. And so I learned how to not only do landscaping and how to design, but they also offer like soil science classes and plant science classes. And I just really grew to love that sort of stuff. And yeah, I'm glad like I finally found something that I was super passionate about because it quickly became like college quickly became such a fun time because I was learning about things that I actually loved. I'm sure you feel the same about like childhood education and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was very different once I found my major and was just taking major classes. And then you're like, Oh, okay. I'll do this every day for the rest of my life. That's fine. Yeah. But that's so cool. That's so cool. Okay. So what is your favorite thing that you've learned from the last couple of years about plants? That is kind of a hard question, but such a good one. And I feel like as I've done the plant school podcast, I quickly learned that my favorite thing to cover in every episode was how plants connect back to humans. Like how did this philodendron that grows in Brazil come to be a staple in our homes across like the world? And so I think my favorite thing that I've learned about plants is just that connection. And they call that ethnobotany, like study of humans, study of plants, how they interact And part of me wonders, like, one day I would, like, love to be an ethnobotanist and just, like, study humans and how they interact with plants, how they got to the places they are today. Kind of nerdy. I love that. I think that's (laughs) so cool. Yeah. uh, uh, Spencer is really into, like, fashion design and stuff like that. And she was talking about how, like, how the clothes that we wear because they're from, like, our English roots like we wear the wrong clothes for our environment. It doesn't make any sense. The fashions that we wear in the United States, but so like kind of the similar thing of like, well, and I think it's so interesting how many plants are the normal house plants. Like this is the house plant that's really popular, like right now that everybody has, and mm-hmm. it's not one that is native to here. And there's so many native plants here. So it's so interesting why that one would become the one that's popular. That's in everyone's home. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fascinating. Yeah, me too. I think it's so much fun to learn about. How do you, how do you become an ethnobotanist? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe get published. Maybe that's the key to being like botanist and an ethnobotanist is publishing some article in a journal, which I have not done. So one day. Yeah. One day. (laughs) That's so cool. I love that. Okay. So let's kind of move it over to childhood a little bit, but more just in people in general. So what are the benefits that come from caring for plants inside and outside? Yeah. So I love, love this question. And it was like the first question when you asked me to come on that I was thinking of just like, why, why, why do we want to garden with our kids? Why do we need plants in our home when there's kids around? Because I don't know. It's such a science question. Love to know 
why we're doing the things we're doing. And so I dove into a lot of studies of the benefits of plants and having just a garden with kids involved. So going to go through a lot of them, but one study showed that kids who participated in gardening scored higher in their science and like their, their tests of science than those who had not gardened. And I think that's probably because just gardening sparks so many questions. Like why does a plant need sunshine? Why are worms good in the garden? And you as a parent can be there to help answer those questions, or they can kind of figure it out on their own. And you can also be adding in math with gardening, such as like measuring how tall things are, counting the flowers. And for littles and toddlers, it helps their fine motor skills. First of all, like planting seeds and touching things or pulling a tomato off, things like that. Lots of sensory development as well. And basically it just like improves the STEM and analytical abilities and STEM, you know, this, but it stands for science, technology, engineering, mathematics, but I feel like it really grows that in a child. I guess that's a pun, isn't it? Grows. <laughs> but it does, it helps them with all those things. And I think that's really cool. I love that. Yeah. Just another one. Um, this one, it didn't have like studies behind it. But people have seen that planting a garden, spending that time together in a garden, it promotes, you know, family connection. There's communication skills that they're learning. And it really can give a kid a sense of purpose and responsibility. It can help their planning skills because you're working through problems. You're working like, when should we plant this? Because in, you know, 60, 90 days, we want this fruit or vegetable. And so it helps them think of those things. And also it can help your children have a better sense of environmental stewardship and have pro environmental attitudes. I feel like this was a big one for me. My parents loved to garden, love to be in the yard. And I am like very pro environment. It always makes me so sad. I grew up in an area where it got really developed. Hardly anything that I knew of like my hometown now is really still there. There's grocery stores, things like that, that have just popped up. And it makes me so sad because I know that that's environment and like a special place for so many plants and animals that have been lost. And I attribute that to my parents teaching me those things, having me in the garden, helping me think of those things and be aware of them. Right. Well, I think you just appreciate it so much. It's good to know like where your food comes from and just the amount of work. Uh, we have a little garden right now and to just be like, mm, this is a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of money for this little, little patch. Mm-hmm. And we get like three strawberries, out of it. Yes. <laughs> two tomatoes. And yeah, so it's just a good perspective for them to have, to just appreciate things a lot more and appreciate the environment and care about it so much more to be like, oh, wow, that wasn't just easy. That was that was hard work. Yeah. And that case of strawberries that you get from the grocery store means so much more knowing how hard it is. Do you think yeah. it, well, they have a lot more land that they're dealing with, yes. but like what? <laughs> yeah. You get like one useful one off our bit, our little bush. bush. That's how are they we are. Bushes? Yeah. I don't know. Is it a bush uh, plant? Our strawberry plant. We get like one off of it. Yeah. (laughs) And they probably immediately get eaten. They don't make it inside. At least that's how ours are. 
Yep. Well, because you're not going to pick like three and bring them inside and wash them and put them with your meal. You just, yeah, just straight yep. in your mouth. Snack. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Another thing that I loved, and this one's a little more nerdy, but the soil, it's full of bacteria. It's full of fungi. And I know that's like scary to people because we're a very health conscious people now, just like we don't want germs and all that stuff, but it actually is really good for you. It's good to be out in that. It can boost your immune system. All those allergens that are going in your nose. I know that's gross to think about, but they really do help. Helps you not develop asthma or allergies later on in life and also autoimmune diseases. So don't be scared to be outside and be out there in the dirt. There's also this specific microbe. It's very common in soil of all sorts. It's called mycobacterium vacai. And it's really cool because they've studied this bacteria and they've seen that when you are working in soil and you inhale it, that it will increase your serotonin. And so it literally will boost your mood. It will get rid of anxiety. And I feel that it's like when I work out in the dirt. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So it can help kids if they're anxious, if they are struggling with emotional health, which kids are emotional little guys or girls. And I think being out there in the dirt, breathing in that bacteria and fungi as icky as that sounds can really help them with their mood and that stability. That is so fascinating. Isn't it? uh, This is probably a really complicated question, but is that why that kind of helps in general? Uh, Like with having even a house plant, I like uh, you, you had an episode where girl talked about how she got into plants to kind of fight postpartum depression and anxiety and stuff like that. And having plants in her house just like made it feel Uh, more like a home and just more welcoming. Do you think that is part of it? I think that definitely plays a role. And I'm not sure about like the levels of mycobacterium in houseplant soil. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. if it's something that naturally occurs only outside. I would assume it would happen in indoor soil as well. Mm -hmm. But I think it also just like gives you a a purpose having plants. You see something alive and you, Mm -hmm. it feels more alive. But yeah, so that's probably a really complicated question, but that I've never heard that before. That's awesome. Yeah. So when your kids are playing out in dirt and being big messes, you can be aware that, you know what, they're boosting their serotonin. It's good for them. Don't worry about it. Uh, So some other things, so it relieves stress, but there's some other studies that show that children who garden have better focus and better memory probably just because it's such like an active activity. You have to be focusing while you're planting a seed, while you're picking out a weed or looking at bugs, different things like that. And then once you've grown the garden, you now have fresh produce to eat, which is great for children, like good nutrition. That's amazing. And also we know that picky eaters are more likely to try new foods when they, you know, I, I've helped grow this food. I just may try it still working on that one with my boys, but hopefully Uh, last year, we'll see how it turns out this year. But last year, the the three tomatoes that we grew, (laughs) Mm -hmm. my son will not eat them inside the house. He has no interest in them at all, Mm -hmm. unless they come directly off the, off the 
bush. I want to call everything a bush. I'm it's not I'm sure it's not a tomato bush. It's a tomato plant. But yeah, but he he'll only eat them off the vine outside. Mm-hmm. Only That's eat them what like if he picks them off, then he'll he'll eat them. But he will not eat them in any other context. That's so funny. I think I need to have more plants like that where you can pull it off and eat it. Cause last year we grew jalapenos mm. and no one wants to pick those. And try those. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you, and, you might one time and then never again. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. They'll be like, mom, I don't want to garden with you. That was terrible. What is this? <laughs> yeah. And another thing when it comes to like nutrition and having your kids in the garden is that they have done studies where they follow kids throughout their life. And if they've gardened when they're younger, they've actually seen that they have higher levels of knowledge about nutrition and they are more likely to continue healthy eating habits throughout their life. Mm. And besides that, it's also just like a great form of moderate exercise that they can like continue until they are really old. Like it's, it's a any age activity that they can do. But other than that, that kind of was like the sum up of some of the studies I found. There's so many benefits to garden. I could go on and on, but basically it is so great to do not only for yourself, but to involve your children with. One, maybe this is the moment where I, I was like, oh, she's my friend. She's a kindred spirit. But uh, you posted a video of your sons using like... um like snippers. Oh, Why yeah, can't I think pruners. of any words for anything today? Oh my goodness. Yeah. You, like the pruning shears on stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cause we have a whole episode on like risky or uh, we have a whole episode on tools um, and the importance of children using tools. And I was like, mm, look, look at her little guy using this tool that <laughs> could be like a, it, it, out of context. It's kind of scary to look at, you know, other people look at you and they're like, what did you give your child? Like what? Mm -hmm. But it's such a Yeah, I listened to that episode. It made me feel proud of myself. I I was like, oh, look at you. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's another important thing though, is just like, if you're there, if you're watching them, he was three at the time. So still really little. And I was right there helping him because I did not want any severed fingers or anything, (laughs) but he did a great job. And now he's pretty confident with them. And he always asks like, can I like be pruning this? And if I'm there, like, I don't mind him trying it out. Well, and that, that sort of thing is a lot more fun of like the majority of what I did to help my parents garden was the weeding, which Mm-hmm. It's fine, but like if that's all not you get fun. to do is a weed, it's not as fun as the oh, okay, let's cut these up and let's dig. And you know, using the tools is way more fun for these little oh, yeah. guys. Yeah, I agree. I want to take a quick break from the interview and spend a moment on today's podcast sponsor for today's episode. And today's sponsor is the Daily Climb podcast. It's hosted by Ariel Richard, and her podcast is dedicated to inspiring young adults in their personal growth journey and reminding them that they do indeed have a purpose. 
So she talks about things like mindset, self-awareness, productivity, as well as just other inspirational topics. And you can find The Daily Climb on all podcasting platforms. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Audible, wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts. Again, if you're wanting to help your personal growth journey, The Daily Climb is super helpful and is such a great podcast to level up your personal growth. So let's move on to the how. Uh, And you've kind of been talking about this already, but do you have any specific ideas of how to involve your children in plant care and gardening? Yeah. So first thing I want to say about how to start is that you don't have to have a huge perfect yard. I definitely don't. We don't even own a yard. We're renting. So that's definitely something like you can work around. I love how you've set that up to use the tubs for your little garden. Yeah. Yeah. So you can start with like a small raised bed. Like Lucy said, right now we have, it's like a wooden box that my dad helped me build, but we've placed these plastic containers in it, like those big I don't know how many gallons, 50 gallon tubs in it, just so that we can like take it apart and take it with us wherever we do move. And then I do have a planter that I could make permanent and not have tubs in it, but for now (laughs) it's working, but yeah, you can do small raised beds. You can find them at Lowe's home Depot. I think even Costco has them. You could, if your kids are like done with a sandbox that you have, you can reuse an old sandbox. There's so many options. Yeah. And you definitely don't feel like you have to have a perfect yard to show your kids how to garden. It can be so small and so simple. I think the first step is to like give your kid an area of ownership just so that it's their responsibility. They're excited about it. If they mess it up, it's a learning process. They can figure out like, I can't pull this out 50 times and try and replant it. It's going to kill the plant (laughs) and it's not a big deal. Um, You can, if you want to like go all in, get them their own set of tools. I just have my kids use mine. I, I really don't care if they're chucking them everywhere. It's a shovel. It's not a big deal. You can also like create little pictures together and laminate them or put tape on them and put them in your garden so they can see what's growing where and be excited oh, for I them to pop that. up. That's so yeah, cool. That's something I haven't really done, but yeah, perfect mom, Rachel would <laughs> probably do that. And then when it comes to like knowing what to plant, obviously it depends on what your kids are interested in, what they like to eat, but here are some options. And these options are things that grow relatively fast. Most kids enjoy eating them or they're just fun to grow. So there's sunflowers, which are great because they have big seeds and little kids can grab onto them. Lettuce is another great one. Snow peas, cherry tomatoes, bush beans, carrots, potatoes, uh, pumpkins or watermelon, strawberries. We talked about that one. That one's, that's one that they love. They love to eat those up. Squash. And then like, for example, my oldest, he loves pickles. And so this year we're going to try pickling cucumbers. They're just like, they look like the baby dill pickles when you Uh grow them. So that way he'll like be excited about them. We can put them in some pickle juice and pickle them and it fits his interests and hopefully he'll eat them. 
And but just like <laughs> think of the things that they're interested in. Be oh, age appropriate, of cool course. Idea. Yeah. And every kid is different. Like that list, half of those, I'm like, I know my kids would not eat some of those, but like <laughs> a pumpkin, they love to carve pumpkins when October comes around. So that's like a great one to do. Uh, we have not had luck with pumpkins. Really? Actually, I guess we all, we, we can get one. We get one about this size and then the whole plant will die once it's this size. Uh-huh. One day. Well, at least you got one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've had two years in a row. We've got one pumpkin, like about the size of my son's head. And then that's <laughs> it. The plant dies. Oh man. <laughs> I haven't tried pumpkins yet, but just because like, I don't have an area big yeah, enough. Hard with yeah. But I think if you can like get a good patch growing, that would be a lot of fun. I don't know how they do it though. I go to those pumpkin patches. I'm like, I need to take notes on what you guys are doing. <laughs> Can I talk to someone? How 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 yeah. do you do this? <laughs> yeah. And then for some of those plants, most of them you can start them inside. So you can, I guess for most areas, at least in the United States, the time is kind of past to start seeds inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great, just like a great time to be learning about how to plant seeds. What does a plant need to grow? That was like a whole science lesson I was able to have with my four-year-old of like, these are the things that a plant needs to grow. Like we're going to put it in the soil, need some sun, we need some water and it should be good to go. And so you can also like, it's not only just plant education that you can be doing with your kids. You can learn about bugs. You can learn just like the little bits and pieces of like how the weather works, things like that. There's just there's so much that you can be learning how flowers work for maybe older kids to like, this is pollen. They need bees and pollinators to move this pollen to different flowers so they can make fruit like a tomato or they can make, yeah, make seeds. If it's that sort of plant that only makes seeds and not uh, edible fruit sort of thing. Also with the garden, you can make a birdhouse, you can start a compost pile, you can collect seeds from local species and try to plant them. I know this one's not like collecting seeds from local species, but anytime we eat a watermelon, my son insists on sticking them in the soil. None of them have popped up yet, but I think he really enjoys it. so cute. That's so sweet. Yeah. And I, I love to see how he just recognizes of like, oh, this is a seed. Like, let's go put it in your garden, mom. Like that's where it belongs. And oh, I, think, I love that. Yeah, I think if you just like show your, your love of being outside and maybe you don't love being it. So maybe you're someone <laughs> who like doesn't love gardening, but just try and show that it's like, it's fun. It's good for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sound like I was like crying there. I promise I'm not crying. <laughs> Getting a little choked up. This yeah. is the emotional part. <laughs> but I it'll rub off on your kids. They'll pick it up. Today, my son, it was like a really windy day last night. That didn't make any sense. It was a really windy day yesterday. <laughs> so, anyways, he was outside. Some flowers off of our tree that's blooming came off, and he ran inside and wanted to show me them. He's like, These are so beautiful, mom. Like, come look at these. Like, not dad, mom. And I'm like, yes. <sighs> This is everything I've dreamed of that he like appreciates the things I'm pointing out to him. And I think it applies to gardening as well. Oh, I love that. 
Do you have them help with your indoor plants very much? I do. And usually it's just watering because there's not, there's not much else happening with them. There's no fun fruits to pick and things like that. But yeah, I will let them like carry the little water jug. I'll pull the plants down and they can help me water them. And sometimes they'll help me like prune off dead leaves, but it's gotten to a point where like plants have been such a part of our home that most of the time they don't really notice them, which is kind of nice. They're not yanking on them (laughs) when they're just learning to crawl. I think it's a problem. It's exciting. It like you can smack it and it comes right back in your face and it's funny, (laughs) but now that they're older, you got to be a little bit more aware of which ones are uh, toxic. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Don't touch the cactus or put that where a baby can reach. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever people come over to my house, I have to be like, um, how is your child? Like, is your child going to pull a leaf off of my poinsettia and eat it? Should I move (laughs) my poinsettia up higher? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good thing to be thinking about. You don't want them (laughs) eating that kind of stuff, but I think if you have them in your home and just let your kids know, like, we don't touch these. Like if you want to help mom with them, you can. And then at least for me and my experience is my kids, they don't even bother them anymore. So if you do have kids and you're scared to have plants in your home and you're listening, you're not too sure. I say, just try it, put it out of their reach to begin with. And I, I don't know. I feel like kids get used to it and they know not to play with them. We've had spilled soil in our house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We just clean it up. We learn and they know not to do it anymore. Uh Yeah. Leo's hardest thing was to understand that my Christmas cactus does not want a lot of water Mm. because he'll see me water everything else but that or like my jade plant like a couple ones he'll know that I don't water them and he'll be like Mm -hmm. you missed that one and he'll occasionally like try to go over and be like I think this one needs water (laughs) be like that one doesn't like water (laughs) that much please no but yeah, it's yeah. so hard. It's, it's, been a, it's been a long time. Yeah, I know that is like a, that's an adult response too. It's been <laughs> yeah. so long since this plant has had water. I think you really do yeah. want water. You don't know what you want plant. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, they it's forget about them and it's just part of their environment. Yeah. I agree. And then other than that, like I, I feel like I've gotten on my uh, soapbox of how to start and why it's so great, but I don't know. Do you have any other questions? Uh, (laughs) Do you have any other questions of how to start a garden? Do you feel like I hit it all or Hmm. because a lot of times I feel like I'm like, I just think too fast. I think people know what's in my brain. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Okay. What is a great house plant to get started with if you have children? Ooh, that's a great question. Like if you, a person doesn't have any plants, like they're not super comfortable with that themselves, but would like to start kind of a soft incorporation of this. Yeah. I would say number one is a pothos plant and it's one of the most common house plants. Is that what that is in the corner? (laughs) Yeah. For, and I think it's so popular for good reason. It, it grows fairly fast it's really easy to propagate, meaning you can snip off a piece and it'll grow new roots when you place it in water or soil and you have a whole new plant. And then it also can just 
take a beating. If you forget to water it for a while, (laughs) it will hang on and it will be okay. Or if you don't have a lot of good lighting in your home, it will still grow and do okay. Like it, I feel like it always makes do. So I would say pothos number one. Also a decent one. If your child is worried that it didn't get enough water and decides to water, they can handle a little bit more overwatering. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Very true. Yeah. They're just such a great plant. Um, Hartley philodendron is one of my other ones that I love to go to. It looks very similar to a pothos, a little different. Are their leaves just like a little bit more heart like? Uh huh. And they kind of have a different texture to them than the pothos does not as like glossy. Okay. They're a little like more matted sort of sheen. I think we have one of those too, but somebody gave it to us. And so I'm not sure, but (laughs) I'm trying to think if there's like, I'm not a huge fan of succulents probably because if you, because I like to water things. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And if you do too much, they're They're the hardest plants for me. (laughs) Yeah. So let's see. Oh, a snake plant. I think that would be my other one I'd recommend because those ones you don't water a whole lot, very similar to like a cactus, but they just, they do so well. And just like such a hardy house plant, that's really hard to kill. And your, your kids, I don't know if they mess with it. I feel like it's going to be okay for it. Yeah. Those are good ones. Okay. I'm trying to think if I have any other questions. Hmm. I also listen to your podcast. So a lot of my questions have already been answered. I should have taken notes. (laughs) When we interview moms, I like to always just ask, like, do you have any final like tips or thoughts about being a mom, especially a mom who, you know, you're doing other things as well. You have a podcast, you have stuff you're working on. So do you have any advice for any moms? Oh, that's a good question. I think something that's been on my mind lately is just like not feeling guilty for where you're at. If you're a stay at home mom and you're with your kids and like, you're not doing any side hustles, not doing anything else just to not feel guilty. Like it is fine to do that. And if you're a mom who works, don't feel guilty. Like you can do that. And for me, like my evenings are spent doing like little I would say like a passion project, but it's kind of turned into a whole business itself. And I'm like working on like not feeling guilty, like, oh, I'm not like doing some crazy homeschool lesson every day or things like that. But say, just be happy with what you can accomplish and teach your kids to love the things you love. And I think that it will pass on to them and they will grow to see the things you love and grow into that as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Speckled Bees, a celebration of childhood. We love having you here listening. We love bringing other passionate people on. Speaking of which, our 50th podcast episode is just around the corner and we would invite you, the listeners, to send us in some stories. We really want to make a celebration of childhood. So please send us in a voice memo, a sound clip, or even just a message. Have it written up and we can read it for you of just some of your favorite childhood memories. We just want to make a celebration of everything that makes us who we are and all those things 
that formed us. We're very excited about that. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to help us grow. And don't forget to check out Rachel Tenney and all of her platforms, Plant School Podcast, Tenney Plants on Instagram and on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. Speckled bees buzzing out. concludes my interview with Lucy on the Speckled Bees podcast. Again, if you're interested, go check them out. They have such great stuff over there. Thank you so much for listening this week, and I hope you will join me next week for another Plant School episode. Thank you for being here and listening today, and I hope you'll join me next week. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it going, you can find the support link below in the description and donate. Or, I have some awesome Plant School merch, including stickers, shirts, and mugs, and the link to my shop is in the description as well. And if you don't want to spend any money but still support the podcast, share this podcast with a friend, either verbally or electronically. This will even qualify you for my giveaway. Just message me on Instagram at tinnyplant that you shared the podcast with a friend, and you'll be entered in for a chance to win some goodies. Winners will be announced on the podcast. Again, thank you for listening and I hope you have a great week.